Happy New Year. Happy Epiphany. Be seated. You didn't tell me to be seated, did you? The 12 days of Christmas have come and gone now, and we celebrate the Epiphany of our Lord, the observance of the visit of the Magi, the wise men, the fact that God became flesh, manifested Himself among us, Jesus, true God and true man. As we enter this Epiphany season, the reality is the trees are undecorated, right? Who's hauled your tree out or into storage? The decorations outside, you better get them down this afternoon. Just saying. They'll be under snow by tomorrow. And Lord willing, most of us, most of us have recovered from our Christmas gatherings and celebrations. Yet with all of that said, I'm interested. Would you, would you tell me about the gifts that you received this Christmas? How, how many of you received clothing? Raise your hand. Anybody received socks? How about the gift of underwear, right? That's always the fun one to open. Who received toys or games? Yeah, some of the kids. Great. Some adults, too. Who received gifts of money or gift cards? Right? Who received those gifts that you were really surprised by that wasn't even on your radar? And how many of you got those gifts that somehow you got to return them secretly so that the giver doesn't know you got rid of them? Right? Anybody get a priceless gift that was just like, wow, yeah. I received one. I didn't even know I received it. I was in my office um, the week after Christmas, and I, I went to grab something off of a, a shelf, and I realized I was blessed with a priceless gift. And it'll be in the entranceway after church. You can see it. But I got this. And for those of you close by, I don't know if you can tell, I got an autographed photo from Elvis Presley. To Pastor Bruick from Elvis. Priceless. He's still in the house. Gifts given, gifts received. So much a part of our celebration in this season with roots that take us to Epiphany, the, the arrival of the wise men and the bringing and the giving of their gifts. Even roots back into paganism, but then brought over into Christianity and we celebrate an early saint of the church, St. Nicholas, who gave to care for the poor. And so we exchange gifts in this season. But I'm sure that if I asked you about the various gifts that were given to you in the past, not this year, but last Christmas, I am sure that a lot of us could not recall all the gifts that we received a year ago. Can any of you recall all the gifts you received last year or the year before? Some of you might have a good memory and can remember a few, but the fact is gifts come and go if we're really honest with each other. And yet, even though I can't recall what I received from my kids and my spouse last year, I bet there are many of us that can recall gifts that were given by someone to someone else. And there are three gifts. And many of us 
who have been followers of Christ can recall those gifts, right? And if you don't know the answer, that's fine. Don't be embarrassed. We'll help you. So tell me, what were the three gifts that the wise men gave to Jesus? Isn't that interesting? We can't recall what we received last year, but we recall those gifts that the wise men gave to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When you stop and think about those gifts, gifts that were given to a a toddler, perhaps up to two years of age, They seem kind of different, don't they? Unique gifts for a baby. But remember, these wise men, they were following a star, announcing the birth of a king. So they came to honor. They came to worship one who was born king, king of the Jews. And so these gifts were appropriate for a king. Costly? Oh yes, they were costly gifts. It's interesting, historians, some of them point out that they propose that frankincense and myrrh were even more costly in that day than gold, so rare and needing to be imported that those two gifts were even of greater value. Gifts, costly gifts to honor the king. Prophetic gifts? Did they point out what was coming in that infant's life? Scripture doesn't reveal that, but as we look at those gifts and we see what Christ has been sent to do, they do appear to be prophetic, don't they? Gold, He comes as the King of kings. Frankincense, an incense that was used in times of prayer. Jesus coming as our high priest interceding for us. And myrrh. An oil used in anointing. And we do know that he was anointed with myrrh after he died. So costly gifts. Prophetic gifts. Practical gifts? For an infant? Some of you perhaps have heard the little story about practical gifts that should have been brought. It goes like this, you know what would have happened if there would have been three wise women who visited Jesus? The three wise women would have asked for directions, arrived on time, helped deliver the baby, cleaned the stable, made a casserole, and given practical gifts. But in all seriousness, considering what was in front of Mary and Joseph, the need to leave Bethlehem and escape to Egypt for King Herod in his jealousy was putting out a dragnet, getting rid of all the male infants two years of age and younger. They needed to travel quickly, so practical, yes, helping provide resources for their journey. Three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But now back to the gifts you receive. Let's look at the gifts that you received this Christmas. We've gone through the list quickly. Clothing and toys, games, gift cards, money, etc. But I neglected to mention one gift in that list earlier on. The gift that was given at that first Christmas. The gift given connected to shepherds. 
and to wise men, to Jews and to Gentiles, the gift given for you, Jesus. He is the gift given by God the Father and a gift given to you. So though the days of Christmas have passed and we're working to get back into a regular routine and schedule, have you taken time to review, to cherish, to ponder, and to use this gift? Have you? Or is this gift, is the gift of Jesus like one of the many others that we set aside maybe even put away and forget about. The reason I ask you this question on this Epiphany weekend is in light of what St. Paul was moved to write to the Ephesians in chapter 3. St. Paul writes, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. There in verse 8 of chapter 3 in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, he describes the gift of Jesus with these words, the unsearchable riches. There's the descriptor of the gift that has been given. Given to shepherds and to wise men, to Mary and Joseph, to the world. Given to you. The unsearchable riches of God in Christ. So have you? Have you paused enough again this week to review, to cherish, and to hold fast to this gift? Or are we quickly setting Him aside? You see, this is what our life is all about as Christ followers. The babe born in Bethlehem is the gift of God the Father, and He comes with the unsearchable riches. So much is in this gift that we are unable to completely trace it out or to fully comprehend with our limited mortal minds how great this gift is as God gives us all of His riches. I think some of us, perhaps, as Christ followers, we, we're so used to looking to Jesus, someone might ask you about the gift and you're like, oh yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. No. If we understand the unsearchable riches that are in this gift, our response should be, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and I am left without words to explain fully what this all means. But it's because of Him that I have hope. Some of us, when we 
when we get gifts at Christmas and others come over to visit. I remember as a kid, boy, when, the, when my buddies came over, I was like, hey, you got to see what I got, right? little braggadocious mindset and pulling out the new game or the new toy and really displaying it. Are we that excited? Are we that excited? Or has it faded when it comes to what God our Father has given to you? So what are the unsearchable riches of God in Christ that have been given to you? We could be quick and say, oh, forgiveness and life and salvation. And that indeed would be right. But I think in doing so, we might even gloss over the reality of the riches that have been received into your life. And I find the image of light that is attached to the celebration of Epiphany perhaps helpful to understand a little bit more these unsearchable riches. Light is connected to Epiphany because of the star, the Magi followed Jesus, the light of the world, the light sent not only for the Jews but for the Gentiles. So consider this, this gift, the unsearchable riches in the image of the light. The unsearchable riches of Jesus are found in His glorious light that radiates into every dark corner of my life, that radiates into every dark corner of your life, and radiates into the world. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of your known and unknown, your public and your private sins, with the Father's forgiveness. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of all of your grief and loss with the Father's assurance of life eternal. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of every one of your worries and fears that keep you up at night with the Father's promise that all things are in His hand. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of all of your weaknesses and diagnoses, mentally and physically, with the Father's love that reminds you that nothing can separate you from Him. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of all of your relationships, healthy and unhealthy, with the Father's reminder that His love will never fail. The light of Jesus shines into the darkest recesses of all of your faith questions, all of your doubts and times of unbelief with the light of the Father's assurance that the Spirit will continue to call you and to strengthen you so that you may join the wise men and worship Jesus. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is God's plan for you to receive this, this amazing gift with unsearchable riches for us today and tomorrow, for you and me to hear and to receive, to be reminded of and to use, to hold fast to this gift of our Savior. As we leave this Christmas season and celebrate Epiphany and enter into the, the dark days of winter, know this. 
Know that the light of Christ, our Redeemer, our King, our Savior, takes away every darkness that tries to overshadow our life. And one last thought as Paul reminds the Ephesian, it's his job to continue to preach the unsearchable riches of Jesus. And that's what Nathan and I and David and the ministry staff will continue to do, to continue to remind one another of the light of Christ that shines. And then it's for the church's job to even speak it to the rulers of the world and the spirits. To remind the rulers of the world that there's nothing they can give us that will outdo Christ. And to remind the spirits that they can't take away the light of this gift. May God grant us such joy in this epiphany season in the light of Christ. In His name we pray. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which is beyond our understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, in His light, until life eternal. Amen. And in response to God's Word this day, we stand and we sing.